Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rockily Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, LaZero, and thankfully, uh, I'm not joined by Relentless today. Whew. Whew. Um, I think everyone needs a break from him. Maybe at least a week. Maybe more. Who's, who knows? But I'm joined actually by uh, what I like to call the esports crew, Ty Swoogles and Cursor. How's it going? Yo, doing pretty well. What's up? What's up? Uh, so we have joined today on this magnificent occasion um, to talk about, you know, I guess two big things, two big kind of uh, uh, focuses. One, there's this kind of esports transfers happening. There's some rumors floating around. So we'll we'll give you a lot of that at the end of the show. Um, but we'll start off with some Unreal Engine discussion. Um, however, I'm going to throw, th- you know, a wrench into things here right at the beginning, um, because you know what? I, I like to add some spice sometimes, you know, I like to change the order up a bit. So I actually wanted, you know, of all things to thank the patrons at the beginning of the show. Ooh, <laughs> ah. um, because they've been supporting us and they're so awesome. Uh, and one of them may or may not be on the show today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it'd, be, it'd be even funnier if, if Ty Swiggles was like, uh, a non-rural call tier patron and I just completely <laughs> oh um, but yeah I want to thank all the patrons who helped us support the show um, and they get it ad free uh, and they I mean they don't get to hear the <laughs> ad that might have uh, been played at the beginning of the show um, but uh, I hope I, I mean they're awesome so uh, let, <laughs> let me thank all the patrons uh, special shout out to the rural call tier patrons of Awesomeness Cursor Glorious Zombie I, I Drink Clorox Paint uh, Raz, Psych Mopko, and Vance. Uh, so thank you so, so, so much uh, for continuing to support us. Uh, with that in mind, let's jump into Unreal Engine 5. So this is one of the things that um, I guess Lethemir specifically is probably one of the spearheads, I think, for kind of some of this discussion. But um, there was a post, it leaked. Uh, I wonder, if, do either of you know the, the exact way this was leaked? Do either of you? Uh, I think have I that do actually. I, I'm not sure yeah. if it's if it's the like first confirmed person, but the first place I saw it was from Widow, and she was the only one posting at the time. Uh, Space Station's Widow, um, she put it up, and it was just like an excerpt where you do a little Windows Shift, and you kind of drag a box over she, something on the screen. She saw and cut a forum post. <laughs> no, it was she's well. It, she saw a career post. It wasn't a forum post. Um, oh. Yeah, so it was the time. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's a senior marketer position over at Psyonix. Um, not sure. I'll take your word for it. I don't remember exactly. Uh, essentially, the context. No, the answer, Ty, was whatever he said. You just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't know if maybe you guys had also read up on it. I, I know we joked about it in the Discord, but... um. I had noticed that she was the only one at first, and then within the next couple hours, um, Twitter kind of blew up. Like, Lethemir jumped on it, like a whole bunch of bubble players jumped on it. People were like, oh my god, what is this? Um, and I I get the feeling that whoever wrote it was kind of like, I'm risking my job here, but 
the world needs to know. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, because I I have a different conspiracy on this. Okay. All right, go ahead. Um, there's there's been all that. I mean, I think this could have been posted a month ago if this conspiracy holds up. Okay. Ooh, um, but with all the doom and gloom posting, wouldn't wouldn't that be something special? You know, if you uh release, you know, <coughs> re- <coughs> release slash don't announce, but like totally announce. You know, have people find um that that you're working on unreal engine 5 like not have an official announcement but have it leaked to the thing you know i think uh can relieve a lot of uh, tension perhaps in the community and get the community excited again um I, that's my conspiracy theory you know just like deadpool uh fair enough but did you also uh, notice the still render before season four Ooh. so the still render of the ball between the two like rocky peaks with like the yeah. cord hanging from it was actually rendered in unreal 5 oh <gasps> I didn't. Okay, well, that actually adds to my conspiracy. <laughs> so, okay, so this is kind of more of my conspiracy, just from having dabbled in 3D design back in the day as a wee lad. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been kind of like giving us little crumbs here and there, like, hey, check this out. This is really cool. And most people will take it for face value, like, oh, it's this car, or oh, they're just doing this thing. Um, but like, they're kind of really pushing the limits of what they can do in terms of the creative space with the Unreal 3 engine. Um, it's very, very outdated. So it kind of keeps them from uh, sort of pushing out the things they want to do uh, that the community wants to see as quickly as we would like to see it. There's actually a really fantastic video on this by uh, Rocket Science, who's been in the scene for a very long time, explaining like the everything that goes behind it and the coding and the process. So. Yeah, we're, we're including that video because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it and some of the things um, but he's probably going to be better at explaining for it sure. than us. For sure. Uh, it seems like Cursor, you might have actually uh, more knowledge than myself and Ty on this, so I'm sure that will be helpful in that respect. I did find out yesterday, I mean, <laughs> a week from now, that um, for people who want to know what that was in reference to, um, catch the show next week, um, that Unreal Engine 3 came out in 2006? Yeah. That's pretty wild, right? I was like, still in high school, bro. <laughs> like that's old um so so i i definitely think uh it was probably time for an update and there's a lot of stuff that we're excited about when it comes to this um so cursor we'll have you be the de facto expert in that you're a little bit more knowledgeable than us sound good a little bit more Uh, knowledgeable about nothing but yes (laughs) yes yes uh so um what we'll say is is some of the major things uh that this unreal engine 5 will bring we'll be able to do um is well okay first of all they have to remake the game from the ground up yeah um so that is something that we're hoping they are working on cough cough their excuse for why they're only releasing skins and and color (laughs) um (laughs) and not adding anything else to the game is because they're working on unreal engine 5 um but there are you know built-in features you know some of like this map stuff or, or custom custom things um, you know, the hope is that with this new Unreal Engine 5, there'll be much more, it'll be much easier, right? For them to implement, it'll be a lot faster. Um, apparently, the physics shouldn't change very much. This is a third-party physics engine, um, which I think is pretty cool. Um, although there is part of, you know, part of the, uh, what's the called? The the sadistic side in me that, that wants everything to change slightly so all the pros are back on our level. <laughs> um <laughs> I, you know wall bounces are completely different you know everyone has to rewire the brain again oh, that'd be so rough uh, seriously the wood the wood um but uh yeah ty maybe we could get your kind of first initial reactions are you excited about this are you like a slightly excited 
waiting to see what happens super excited don't really care where are you on that scale of things um i think i'd put myself in the slightly excited category i think um uh, to touch on your sort of conspiracy theory uh, beforehand, I think there was a lot of like doom posting about all oh, Rocket League is dying, all this, and I think um, the announcement maybe not related to that entirely, but uh, or the leak I should say, but I think that Unreal Engine Five in general is probably a big reason why, because from how I understand it, to make Rocket League and Unreal Engine Five, they basically have to recreate the entire game from the ground up, so. If your whole team is working on doing that, obviously you're not going to be able to pump out a lot of uh, content for the current game. So I think Which I think it's so funny considering like this has been the free to play year, but like the whole year they're like, okay, let's have a couple developers like keep this game kind of intact and like a smooth sailing process while everyone else is like busting their butt, you know, getting getting all the other stuff done. Yeah, exactly. I think um, yeah. So I think hopefully if. Uh, Obviously, we don't know if they're anywhere even close to having this all done or anything. But it I could think be years away, honestly. Yeah. Exactly right. But I think all all it know or all it shows really is that they are definitely like uh, still working hard to deliver a good experience for Rocket League, and that does give me hope. I would say. You know, I I think when they made that community post and some of the reasons why like stuff wasn't going to be introduced one of them being sideswipe i think a lot of people who play the main game kind of groaned not that that's a bad game but it's like a completely different audience i feel you know what i mean mm-hmm. for for a mobile version of the game i think i think it's pretty cool that some people are air dribbling in, in the mobile version of the game also uh shout out to davy who they totally stole the idea from <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but uh no i think that's really cool uh to to know that like Unreal Engine 5 is on its way um cursor what are, what are your kind of initial thoughts on this um prior to watching rocket science's video i had my own <laughs> um but he brought up a couple very good points uh but i'll touch on my own first very briefly um i think it's a step in the right direction right for uh for a very large fan base of a game that's been out for a few years like in order to keep your players coming back and to draw new ones right they got to keep pumping out more creative content we can't just slap a skin on something you know and call it new like We've seen this before. We've seen these trends before. Um, a lot of people are complaining about like what happened to the, the uh, you know seasonal events, and they still happen. Like we just did the lunar event, not but a few months ago, um, the Chinese New Year. But um, we definitely, as the older players in the scene, recognize like oh, like there's another big thing coming. They always take a pause or there's a slowdown in content before they do something large again. And a lot of people have been information digging. Excuse me. In the um, lawsuit that epic was in against apple and the uh google store actually surprisingly enough Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there and a lot to unpack but because of events like this going on they have to divulge all of their current product or uh, projects and assets to be laid out on the table in discussion Hmm. and part of what was discovered is that there was an unnamed project that could arguably be the successor to rocket league that was in the works is kind of where i feel people started speculating um and, you know, five going on six years were kind of due for a sequel or at least an upgrade, right? Like a major overhaul, something different, something new, something fresh, something we're going to ride this momentum from the free-to-play wave. And they've been doing a pretty I, decent job of that. I think I think them changing the whole player <laughs> numbers to a, a word thing is kind of like a cover-up, but I'm getting off topic. The uh, 
I, I think, I, I mean, my personal thoughts on that is if this was a thing that they did from the beginning, no one would even bat it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think no one would care if, if they just started out and they'd be like, uh, it could, it didn't have to be like good or great. It could be like, uh, not a lot of people, a lot, you know, or like maybe like medium, I don't know. Some kind of like words would have been fine just to give you a general idea of like how long you're waiting in queue. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, because most other games just have like expected queue times, right? That'll mm-hmm. just give you like a number of expected queue time, which which uh, kind of sub counts. But it it looks really bad given that it's you know going from free to play. Um, but I don't hate the change. I think optics are unfortunately more important than people realize sometimes. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, so so you know I I think Relentless is a very different view than me on this, where he's like. Oh, and like nictacular they're like oh my goodness you know like oh it's so bad or you know like you're you're kind of afraid but i I understand why they did the change it doesn't look good um honestly I'd, i would have made the change a lot earlier um but they i think we're hoping to keep like half a million all the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> live which is hard to do i'm gonna be honest <laughs> in the game i think it's a graceful way for them to bow and be like we know we're we're taking a suffrage right now but we're we're building towards something greater and we appreciate your patience is kind of the way I see it. Um, Psyonic has, has, I mean, I know this is a controversial topic, but I always believe that Psyonix is generally doing things, listening to the community. What the community thinks is like, Oh no, they don't, they haven't fixed this. They haven't done this is actually a lot of the limitations based on the engine they're using for the game. That's part of the reason why people may feel like a lot of their cries have gone unheard is just, they, they can't physically do it with this engine. So this upgrade could be a huge make or break. We could see a lot We're of like, changes. We need five years to build the game yeah. <laughs> game up from scratch, right? right? Like I I you know, I, I would say they probably didn't start to more recently. However, with the backing of Epic Games, I'm sure they, they could get more developers on which can help them out with it. Right. Um to speed up the process. I mean, crunch is a whole other aspect you can talk about as well and, and overworking people, right? I I as much as you know this this is interesting because like my biggest like curiosities is when this comes out you know what um what combo right someone like combo who who's been so you know especially when you've been part of the community for that long right um i can i can definitely see a lot of people being like oh they just don't do anything right sure sure um but i think i think this is maybe actually goes back a little bit to the epic games acquiring Mm-hmm. a rock league and it's seeming very quiet then they have the free to play which was a big boost yep. but if you kind of look at the timeline i imagine that you know it's exactly that i think there's a core team that's kind of doing regular updates to this game but they have much more manpower trying to get this off the ground and i think i think it may not be the same as free to play um, however, I think the Unreal Engine 5 will be a big moment as well. It'll be another kind of big thing uh, to be released. And um, <laughs> as all new things go, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of bugs. Uh, and then it'll settle down and and hopefully, you know, that'll be a, that'll be a big kind of hype up moment. Um, I think for my personal thoughts, like some of the things that Free to Play has given is is like mainstream exposure to the game, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's in the it's in the zeitgeist zeitgeist is that is that the word sure. of uh of people it's in, it's in the it's in the you know even if people don't are like someone just played it casually a couple times you know when when this unreal engine 5 release happens i'm sure a lot of people will come back and try it out again and stuff like that and especially if they get custom games and stuff you know a little bit more casual oriented uh i think 
it'll, the game will be in a strong place. But it's exciting to know, right? I think a lot of people's fears have to do with the unknown, right? If if uh, you look at um, what's it called? If you look at uh, um, what am I thinking of? Sorry, I'm just completely distracted after after two (laughs) seconds because like my computer went switch over which drive you're saving stuff to, and I'm like, oh my goodness, (laughs) let me switch over. I've I've computer switching to a new engine too. (laughs) Yeah, my computer as we speak is switching to a new engine. No, but um, I think to your point, like the the big things people are are kind of concerned about or fearing. Um, probably the most notable one pointed out in this video is the possible change of game physics in a mm. negative direction. Um, there's this <clears throat> program they have in place where the ball is read on a time-based system so that at any given point, it can, it can tell you where the ball is and then interact with one client and the other client and then sort of like the, the the algorithm that's there to sort of chop out like, okay, based upon this con- person's connection to the server and this person's connection to the server and whoever touched it first, the ball is going to be roughly about here, right? And then it also will have, based on that equation, like a reaction of where that's going to happen. So sometimes you'll see like really weird touches like, huh, like that was definitely hitting the crossbar on the outside, but it still went in. Instead of like touching the underside of the crossbar and going into the goal for, for like mm. a roll-in. Like that can be, that's kind of, that's server language there, right? But mm-hmm. if they change like they can with this newer engine, the interaction of the ball with surfaces and how the peers communicate with each other in the server, we can see um, a newer technique that's been developed called, I believe it's continuous displacement or continuous, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I'm going to forget the word now, but essentially that it's it's reading the ball in live time instead of in bits, so that it should be smoother and things like a ball going into a corner and rolling up the wall should seem smoother and a little less jagged and a little less poppy. The ball shouldn't be projecting. It should be reacting to where the momentum is applied and the surface it's hitting properly. And sometimes we don't always see that in game. Like that'll definitely get fixed in, in Unreal Engine 5, but to, to, to what end, I'm not sure, right? They could completely revamp it, right? I think that's people's fear is that we could see them completely change how cars interact with the ball in the environment and literally thousands of hours. And for some players, tens of thousands of hours have completely just gone out the window because they have to relearn the game from scratch. But the good news is, is that for one month I can super grind and say I'm a pro player. (laughs) It's true, true, right? You're going to see like, if that does happen, that'll be the hard reset. Everyone's been asking for is everyone's brought back (laughs) to zero. All right. Figure it out just like we did six years ago. So I don't know. I'm kind of hyped for it, though. It, it definitely is breathing new life into the game. I mean, it's breathing in conversation in the community, whether people are naysayers or about it. Like, it's it's generating conversation, which is good for the scene. We want people to be active and have an opinion on it so that it makes the developers want to grow the game, right? If nobody's reacting to it and everything's negative and everyone's leaving, like, they're not going to keep putting effort and money into this game. The, the financial backers are going to leave out of it, and they're probably going to shut down the servers over time. We've seen plenty of games do that. But I, yeah, yeah, I, I think we're, far, we're, even if nothing happened with Rock League, I think we're very far from that. Oh, but, so much so. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, but I will, I will say what it, what is nice is that there is a, now a clear feature next step, right? Um, 
so I think what will happen is uh, we'll be able to, um, yeah, we'll be able to at least know that there's this thing on the horizon. So this is being worked toward. Um, and, and I think, I think it helps, right? It helps to know, like, oh, there's some semblance of, of security for, for the game in the future. And there'll be a bit bunch of hype when that comes back. So, yeah, I definitely think that. Um, I think physics changes as much as the pros might hate it will be good for the game. <laughs> if there's no changes it'll be also okay um but uh yeah i would i mean if there was a reset that would be pretty wild eh? it would be I mean, as long wild. as they don't as long as they don't pull a call of duty and change the core gameplay i think we'll be okay did, did they do that uh, they've, they've done it so many times it hurts <laughs> <laughs> it hurts so bad but um imagine what it's going to be like for all these pro players and bubble scene players if they have to learn from zero is there even a scene anymore What's the deal? No, it, it. I mean, I think. I think what will happen is the first like two months, if someone really grinds, they can like for a second stay ahead of them. But the people who've who've been playing this game for a longer time, I think the game will still, in general, even if physics change, like you'll have to relearn the game. But I think the people who've played it for the longer time will probably have the uh, what's the word. The ability to, to kind of stay on top of the game. I, yeah, I think, Although we might see people fall out. I think it'll just be a lot of changes. What do you think? Though? Even if the physics change, like that's just one piece of, of uh, like play, right? So if your physics change, yeah, like your reads and mechanics will worsen for some time. But you're not going to lose your, your chemistry with your team or your rotational awareness or anything like that, right? It's just one piece. And so the people that are still being paid as professional players and are paid to put the time in will still have the advantage, I think. Even if, say, like the gameplay gets harder and because of the physics change, like everyone's mechanics get worse or whatever, like those people are putting in the amount of time that they'll still end up on the top. Yeah, I think I think those who have the who've been playing, and I think another big thing, like with, especially with like you know lands, right? I think what we can't underestimate is the ability to perform under pressure. That's something that someone who's never played a land before is not going to be good at. So I, I think especially the more experienced players. I mean, here's the thing, right? I think you'll have a mix of um, new players that see the opportunity and get really hungry, right, and grind grind a lot. And then you'll have the older players and the question will be like, are they willing to grind so much to learn this game again? Um, and, you know, is their experience, their kind of ability to handle pressure? Um, yeah, is it, what's the word? <laughs> is it going to help them or not? Mm-hmm. Or, or do they fall off because they don't want to train that much? Uh, yeah, any any other things uh, with the actual kind of what you heard in that rocket science video, which we will be linking in our description as well. Um, any other things you want to add to their um, No, nah, I, I would just recommend it. Like, I, I hate to be like, go watch this guy's video, but um, I think it's, we have a pretty Important. strong, yeah, we have a pretty strong community here in the ASAP group, and like we, like a lot of players tend to go out and find information. I, w- I would say this is a really good source of information. This content creator has been around since um, Rocket League came out and has been putting out content consistently over the years. Um, I think he took recently took a break because he's working on his master's degree, but uh, he just the way he breaks things down makes it easier. Like he breaks things down into layments, so you can just 
He'll go on rants, but he'll he'll make it just easy to accept, I guess. It, it might help you understand as to why Sionix is saying some of the things they're saying and why things are the way they are in the state of the game. And it might alleviate or aggravate. I, I don't know. But I just recommend giving it a shot. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Ty, do you have any final thoughts on Unreal Engine 5? Or are we ready to move into the second part of our show? Um... I don't know. Are we going to touch on uh, Leth's little uh, Twitter? Oh, yes. Uh, Lethemir, um, in true, uh, I'd like to call it WWE fashion, <laughs> said that this... Uh, can, can you read the quote for me, Ty? Uh, yes, he says uh, on Twitter, Rocket League transitioning to UE5 might be one of the biggest game transition ventures ever in the history of games. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what? You know what? I'll, I'll, I take it back, Okay. Um, if he did a proper WWE thing, he would say uh, Rocket League Transition to UE5 is going to be the biggest thing to ever happen to esports and video games as a whole. Okay, that's that's the WWE uh, version of that, where they just do so much hyperbole that no one takes them seriously anymore. Um, but <laughs> um, uh, CM Punk is back, by the way, in another company. Side note. All, mm. all things you know people you know you know um so um uh what i will say is uh i think i think i think he has a good point might he's in might so uh i think that's a fair prediction he's he's very um he he's not as committal but i do like that if he said it was the greatest thing ever for sure then uh he would look really silly if it was wrong <laughs> um speaking i guess of uh being wrong um something that i'm always wrong about is esports and we're gonna talk a little bit about it we have the esports crew it's time to talk about the esports there's been a number of roster changes confirmed and there's some rumor mills and some potential rosters that we'll talk about a little later in the show as well um kind of setting you up for whatever the new i don't know what the new season is going to bring we haven't had anything official official yet i don't think for rlcs x1 x you know, X2, what what are they going to call it? Um, but when that happens, I'm sure this crew will be back. That's what, that's all I'll say. That's the only thing I'll confirm when it comes to the um, esports talk. No, what I want to start with is some of the latest transfers. So the last time we talked, I think the big talking point was Scrub Killer going on Dignitas, which I'm very excited for. Um, but there are some other big things. The first of it, Magnifico has now become Giants Gaming. So, um, or I guess another way you could put it is Vodafone Giants acquire Magnifico. Um, so this is kind of big switch because, you know, the Giants were to me, one of the most, um, what's the word? I mean, it's just it, it gets kind of confusing because these are like full roster swaps of some notable squads. So all it's going to do is confuse me the next season. I don't know if you want to talk about it a little bit, Ty. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to ask you where you're going with that because when you say the Giants, you're talking about the Giants were. I was like, well, are you talking about I was the previous go Giants like, or the no, Gold exactly. Team Queso? Or, but uh, they're just going to confuse us. <laughs> yeah. So um, previous the previous Team Queso boys, Atomic, BK, Salen, and Dementa. Um, had uh, a bit of a saga in the off season of will they won't they stick together and uh, in the end <laughs> they stick together and they get picked hey, up by the giants. I love it. <laughs> so um yeah, a good uh, a good org for them to be under and we'll uh still see the same good old queso chaos going into next season. It's uh, good to see. 
Um, I will say though, you know, the car, Carmine Corp, uh, does look, does look pretty nasty. Uh, the you know the ex, uh, Vodafone Giants. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Is that, that gets hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, so just it's it's the this is getting so confusing. Uh, so so the new what happened from the former Giants is was it Steak and Itachi who were on the former Giants? Yeah, time? they had Zamway originally. Okay, so Zamway has been subbed for quote unquote the best mechanical player in the world. Um, you can argue it. Or not argue it. Up to you. But Astral's in there. So that that is a team I'll definitely be looking out for. Uh Carmine Corp as well. Um yeah, I, I don't think there's anything much more to add, uh, except for kind of name swaps. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh I'll continue on here uh with our transfers. Um another big thing, and I know you know a little bit more about this, I think, than I do, is that United has changed their coach from Subin to Raw Greg. Now, do you know anything about these coaches? Um, anything you can, any insights you can give us on this here, Ty? I'm not too familiar with Subin, um, mm-hmm. but I know Raw Greg has been um, a bubble player since basically forever. I think he made uh, one or two main events this past season. Um, but uh, I think the key point is that he is like very, very good friends with Ajax who was re-signed by United, which uh, is probably where he was uh, scouted from to be on the United team. But I think he is a very intelligent player. He's kind of an older guy. Um, so he's seen where the scene has come from. And I think he'll uh, have a lot of good experience and input, uh, maybe just sort of as like uh, a just a third or a fourth voice when uh, the players are in a situation where they can't figure out what they want to do or if they don't have a way to decide on what they want to play. Um, but I think he will bring a bit of experience from the the pro side of things that I don't think Subin ever had, if I remember mm. right. I think he was never that uh, quite that high in the scene. So I think uh, it'll be a, a bit of a good change for United. Uh, for sure, for sure. Um, I don't know if Cursor has all too much to say on this. but uh... not, not particularly. I'm going to be honest. I, I haven't been following them. I, all good. I don't. I don't need you to know bubble players that are now coaches. I don't. <laughs> need you to know that um, uh, what you what you maybe you can get your take on because I I found this pretty cool, pretty pretty neat. Uh, the Venus Vixens have turned into Alpine White. So the Alpine Esports, which we now have kind of familiarized ourselves in the Rocket League scene, made a name for themselves a little bit. They've acquired an all female team. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I I think you know I, esports is. Uh, it's definitely one of those things where um, you need to promote, you know, I especially on such like there's so many guys in this game, right? Yeah. Um, that it might be hard for even if even if there's top like potential players, right? Uh, that are female, even though there's top potential players, they may have a hard time kind of getting onto a roster, right? Who wants to be on a roster with two 16 year old guys? Uh, not me, right? And let alone if I was <laughs> a twenty-year-old, you know, <laughs> a woman. <laughs> yeah. um, that that would that would be tough. So um, I think this is good. Uh, I think you know orgs, especially if they have the ability to do so, if they want to kind of cultivate that side of it, I think it would be good. Um, you know, 
I, I think, yeah, I think more more teams doing stuff like this would really help out that that part of the seam and make sure it's not just so male-dominated. Because video games in general have been male-dominated, although there's been a switch, I think, in the last, I would say, 10 years. For sure. Um, for, for, for sure, for sure. But mm-hmm. I, when it comes to Rocket League, it has really, really kind of felt a little bit one-sided at times, um, at least from the player base. I think from a content creator base, it's actually a little more even, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, but you kind of have to have these esports scenes willing to invest, willing to support. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Any anything to add to that, cursor? I guess. <laughs> no, I no, I think you. He... Let me try again. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I I, uh, I think you kind of nailed it. Um, it's really nice to see that. Uh, you could look at it like the the Black Lives Matter thing too, with the people being like, "All lives matter." It's like it's it's we're missing the point here. The point is to provide a platform and show everybody equally and give everybody the right like opportunity to go for it right by promoting these very talented female players from within the community up and letting them put the like putting these people out on stage and like letting them showcase their skill set and it's 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 uh oh my god i'm gonna forget her name she was on tom's podcast there are several like up-and-coming young female players who are kind of just riding the momentum that kind of karma left behind being like the first female rocket league player in the pro scene right like anyone can get there if they put in the time and the effort and it's kind of with the way we handle social issues now, like we're kind of, we're kind of encouraging people to do this, like be what you want to be, do what you want to do. It's not a gender based thing. It's just gaming. It's just another thing that everybody does. But for a very long time, everyone was very quiet about cause you were a nerd. <laughs> You're a nerd. You know, um, even more so as like wh- a female gamer, like imagine how small that demographic is and like how marginalized that can, that can make other people feel, you know? So it's, it, yeah. it definitely looks not only good for the scene as a whole, but I'm sure there's a lot of female gamers out there that are super stoked right now who are like, heck yeah, go kill it girls and just destroy it on the field and show them what we're about. And I think maybe, maybe this could be a wave of momentum where we start seeing the female versions of, you know, like Zen, Drolly, Drees, all these young up-and-comers who are just like, I love this game, I'm good at it, and I like want to do stuff with it. Just come up into the scene from nowhere. Right? I think, yeah, and I think I think the environment of a full kind of female roster will definitely, um, you know, if, if esport orgs decide to do it, will definitely help out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, it's really exciting. Um, for anyone who ever complains about all female tournaments, right? Uh, which I think is the silliest thing because you need to promote it so that people get invested, people get interested, people see potential, right? If you win a tournament, you're much more likely to keep playing the game and grinding it uh, than if you don't. Um, but it, people who have complaints like that, it kind of reminds me of like kind of going back to TELUS, hashtag sponsored, um, <laughs> uh, esports tournament that we played in. Um, uh, <laughs> um but um there were people who were complaining that like the platinum players like this isn't side by side but i think it's the same thing where there's like people were like oh no the platinum players got more money than us you know <laughs> grand champs i'm like it's a it's a tournament they can anyway imagine that there is actually probably a plat player out there that makes more money than all three of us combined though this that's probably a thing <laughs> <laughs> well the, the the team that won that right people were like oh if only i was bad but i'm like it's the whole point is to kind of promote it to the lower level players that tournament and so like to make them more invested in the game right and and actually feel what it's like to play in a tournament final right people against their own rank so i i think um it's like yeah are do you want a scene where only the top teams are the ones who ever 
you know, get any prize money, right? Or get any opportunities. I mean, and I don't think that's, well, I want to see the top level tournaments. I don't think having tournaments, all different kind of levels with all different kind of prizes um, for all different, you know, parts of the community is totally, totally okay. So um, yeah, I guess that's what I have to say to that. Fair enough. But I mean, don't you kind of miss rival series? Even a little bit. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by well, that? Well, because it doesn't really exist anymore, right? Like we saw the grid kind of come in and sort of replace that. Like you can't mm-hmm. earn a rival series title anymore. So I have a lot of respect for people who are still rocking the rival series uh, series titles while in game. It's like looking at all the players who have ESL titles. Like people who got into it early and have been playing on it for a while. Like those are generally the people that get found or that are noticed in content or are are spoke of online. You know, or you hear about from six man stuff like people creating waves up there in that top percentage it'd be nice if we stopped removing that middle step and trying to mainstream mm-hmm. it and just sort of opened it back up to what it was because now the scene as a whole has enough exposure where it would probably get at least triple the viewership it used to get right mm-hmm. which encourages the growth of esports programs in, in high schools and colleges like kids who may not have any other discernible talent aside from their God-given talent at games where they're just absolutely cracked. Like, they're so goaded from, like, the day they're born and they touch the sticks, you know? There are so many players... Like, we look at Scrub Killer and how he came up in the scene. That's exactly what he was. He was he touched the game and he was amazing at it, and he just never stopped being great at it. We're not talking about his esports career here. <laughs> but, but he's still an absolutely gifted player that still hangs with the best of them at the very top tier, right? So I think... In doing so, we're if we do open something like Rival Series back up, or ESL actually allows open registration again to compete in those online series for those titles and for exposure, I think it'd be a positive. It's it, there's no real negative here, and I don't think it really draws our focus away from professional Rocket League or anything else going on. So long as we kind of pick and choose our battles, right? Like there is a a I'm sure we can all agree a ridiculous amount of rocket league content that's been pumped out over the last year or so but it may feel overwhelming if you don't know how to navigate it if you know what you're looking for it feels a little less overwhelming like oh i've been watching rlcs i want to see what like what the players right below that are doing go watch crl go support your local colleges buy a t-shirt watch their games right like that's the level beforehand that's where Roldiz came from. That's where T Corel, if I'm not mistaken, came from. That's where a lot of these like big name players came from. T Bates, dude, who's on the official Rocket League sanctioned podcast, right? Like all these players came up through that scene, and watching them back in the day when they were cutting their teeth was awesome. It's some of the greatest games I've ever seen in my life in Rocket League. They're hungry. They're these college kids who just want the scholarship money, or they want the notoriety, or both, and they are out there to win. And even though there's far more mistakes made down at that level, you can appreciate it for what it is and enjoy the content regardless. And I think that kind of opens up another avenue for people who are trying to get into the game or are diehard players, but are like, you know, I don't really have a team. I don't really watch the pro scene or whatever, but they're not big on YouTube videos. Like maybe they're like a traditional hockey fan and they just want to watch a game when they come home from work or something, have a drink, whatever. It's kind of opening up that avenue, I guess, is what I'm trying to say for sure no i completely agree um i don't have a good segue but i'm gonna continue on here <laughs> a little abrupt but uh one thing i i did kind of maybe want to get tie stake here is on Drias now being officially part of g2 esports um 
Also, great points there, Curse. I feel like I didn't give you enough praise. Uh, okay, uh, I completely agree. Great, great job. Great, great, uh, great tangent. Drias um, is going on uh, G2 Esports officially. Uh, any, any takes on that time? Uh, I mean, uh, what can you say? The young goat performed. He came in. He had some very, very big shoes to fill. A lot of pressure to join a team that is, uh, at the time, we're fighting to stay afloat in the top six to make the championships um he he absolutely performed he kept getting better every tournament um and uh by the end due to some behind the scene things he gets a spot um and we're looking forward to going into next season um i mean he's he's 15 years old he's only gonna improve um the team has never had a young player like this really mm-hmm. um like just turning 15, just coming of age and like this super mechanical, like whiz kid, like we never really had that. We kind of had JNAP sort of at the time, but he had already had experience on pro teams um, back in season three uh, playing for like lucky bounce and selfless beforehand. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's exciting. Uh, it's something G2's never had before. Um, and I think going into next season, they're just going to improve more. So it'll be good to see. I, I will say I I think uh, I think one of the best dynamics is to have two experienced players and bringing that like hungry younger player is is a really good mix I feel for a three player squad because um, you you have that kind of you know the 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 younger player is gonna kind of push you a little bit you know train a lot practice a lot want to get better want to get your team better um, but you'll have the experienced players there to kind of keep you calm during the actual game. So I, I think it's a really good, and obviously Drez kind of showed how good he was in the actual tournament. So uh, yeah, I think, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes you choose the choice that makes sense. You know, you don't, you don't try to go too crazy. Um, and I'm actually excited. I think this will be a solid G2 team. Yeah. I think like you mentioned with the two experienced players is like, you can kind of make not, not to say, Dries is equivalent to Justin because Justin was a god when he arrived, right? But it's kind of the same situation of you put Justin on a team with Fireburner and Garrett G, um, and it just allows him to play with the confidence that his team can support him. And he, like what he did in his first season, right? They were one goal away from winning the world championship. So it's just a testament to a good system that has been proven for years now and still continues to do work. And I think I think another thing that people might not talk about, but when it comes to teams that have kind of kept their essence, if that makes sense, uh, G2 is one of them. G2 is a team that doesn't really change. I think NRG, like with Justin Garrett G now for as many years as they had, has also kind of kept their essence. But there are teams that like, you know, you switch like two, three players. It doesn't really feel like the same team. Um, case in point, Dignitas now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for that team. It's just, it's not, you know, to me, it doesn't feel like Dignitas, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so I think it's really cool that they've kind of kept, you know, I mean, not that I, not I'm very surprised. They did very well in the last tournament, I believe, last two tournaments. So, uh, I'm excited to see how that looks. We're going to move on here. Kinsey has went from Stromboli to Alpine Esports, which makes the squad of Alpine Esports now. Kinsey, Jordan, and Magic Bear. Um, we'll, we'll see how, uh, we'll see how this goes. But Alpine Esports, obviously, um, before was a team that had Percy on it. So this is essentially the replacement for Percy. Um and they did pretty good. So uh yeah, do you have do you have any info on Kinsey? Uh that I might not know about? Um well 
for uh, Kinsey, I mean, no, no shade to Kinsey, but uh, Percy is a phenomenal player. So filling mm-hmm. Percy's shoes will be a, a pretty tough ask. But I mean, so far in the couple offseason events they've played, I think they've won two tournaments, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they've kind of been trading blows with, with, uh, true neutral, um, in the off season, which has been pretty interesting. Um, but, uh, I don't know so far they, they look pretty solid. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they come into the scene. Kinsey is, uh, he's been, uh, near the top of, uh, NA's 1v1 scene for a bit. So he's got, uh, those outplays in his back pocket if he needs them. Um, and then. Obviously, Magic Bear is, uh, if inconsistent, still a great mechanical player, and Jordan kind of the support. So it uh, could be a decent, a decent lineup. Um, I think they'll probably be borderline top eight-ish. Would be my prediction. If if they keep their success from the previous like year, I think they'll be pretty happy if they're getting top eights. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Because uh, the switch can be can be really really good and it can be really really bad, um, and I'm sure the schedule and the tournament format as well and the break and everything are all things that are gonna. I think it's gonna be a really wonky start. Let me put it that way. I feel whenever we're back, because teams are kind of unsure right now as to the future. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna continue on here. Uh, blast from the pl- past, Cronovi's team, the 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 KCP pioneers. I I, I kind of treat Alpine KCP like similar. <laughs> um they're they're kind of like the 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 last over the last year crown top eight team however this is a completely new squad on kcp with Cronovi coming back to rlcs which i'm definitely excited for but the reason we're mentioning it is because drally has joined it and i'm just confused because now they have four active players or they're starting a new active squad i'm not sure but they have signed drally so maybe this is a potential future star who knows yeah, I don't yeah. know uh, if uh, Cursor wants to touch on this or not, but just to give a little bit of info beforehand, um, they've signed Drally. Uh, he's obviously he's 13 and he still lives in Europe right now, but uh, he's moving back. Apparently he's Canadian, he, but he's a French Moroccan descent. Yeah, <laughs> so they're in Morocco right now. He lives in Morocco at the moment um, and he's uh, he'll be moving back to Canada re- soon, I believe. Um, but he's sort of uh, been signed on as a development project, like a, a youth, I love it. a youth player by uh, they KCP. They should have youth squads. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, uh, I'm not sure if it was KCP's general manager or something, or just like their esports manager or something had mentioned that their goal with Drally is to prepare him for the RLCS so that they can insert him into the main roster on his 15th birthday. <laughs> so we see Coronovi's retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but no, I, I think, I think like, especially if at the point that RLCS is now, we don't really have delve developmental, right? There's no teams that really builds for like a year or two in advance. Um, but I could, I could see this becoming more popular kind of signing on players who practice regularly with the team and kind of get them RLCS ready for when they turn 15. Mm-hmm. Um, cause every sport in the world does stuff like this, you know, has academy teams or academy players that can get called up or are scouted by other teams, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Any, any takes on this cursor young players being signed? It is pretty cool. Actually. I like to see that, um, you know, years and years and years of, of, you know, the pioneers of the age doing $20 tournaments in like the community rec hall downtown is like paying off. It's like, now it's like, now everyone has this shot. Like, it's nice to see academy teams kind of becoming relevant again. 
Um, these programs were kind of developed several years ago by more notable orgs like FaZe and Optic and all these other big esports orgs who have been around for a while. I mean, Liquid, you know, look at any of the um, League of Legends teams, right? They all had academy teams. They were all building like a B team on the side, trying to train them up with the intent that if one of their star players was gone, they could, they could fill the role, right? But it also pulls from a much younger pool of people and a much less experienced pool of people. So it kind of affords the hard workers in that group below the opportunity to sort of climb up. You know, if you watch traditional American sports, it's like playing on a division one through three team, getting into the farm league and then going from the farm league to, you know, the, the main team of the organization whose farm team you're on, if that makes sense. Like, so you're getting, you're getting promoted from within essentially for being the hardest worker at the lower rank or at the lower rank, excuse me. Um, and I really like seeing that they're taking note of these truly exceptional players within the scene, further proving what we were talking about earlier, promoting from within, showing community like we're here, we're listening, we're watching, we see what these people are capable of, and then them getting put on the spotlight, orgs are getting interested in them. You know, it's 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 really nice to see. I, th I think it's very healthy for the scene, and I think if anything, it'll encourage more people in similar positions to do the same. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, exciting development, and it's good to have de de developmental stuff happening in your in your esports. It's a good sign for the future. Um, we're going to continue on here quickly. Virtuoso is not officially on a team now, so if uh, if you want to pick up my boy, uh, <laughs> feel free. Um, last big kind of piece of news, I guess, for esports is that Fadeaway has acquired Tigre, Louis P, and Dead Monster. Um, how's this squad shaping up for you, Ty? Um, I'm a I'm a big Tigre fan, to be honest. Uh, I I I really like he's uh he's one of the support players. He's a support player for sure. But I think he's always put in extremely hard work. He's not the most talented player by any means, but he's always he's been a gatekeeper of sorts. Really, he's always been right there at the edge of the RLCS. Um, back in the old system, and then obviously. In the new system, he uh, he had success with a couple teams, the White Demons, namely, by the end. A lot of uh, good finishes for them. I think a top four at their peak. Um, so I rate him really highly. I think he's a, a great player. Louis P um, hasn't had the best results that I'm aware of, but he uh, he's known in the one scene, uh, along with Dead Monster as well, who is uh, also on this team. So a couple of 1v1 uh, players to go along with a good support player could be a, a pretty good system, I think. So for experience, um, uh, Louis P was actually on the Wolves roster, which I I love when there's like inter like uh, so Wolves is a, is a Wolves esports is I I believe a division of the Wolves the Wolverhampton English or whatever football I think, yeah. team English football team. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of EPL, so this is right up my alley. <laughs> um but so yeah he he has experience with that and there was on magnifico so actually pretty pretty good experience i think overall like it's not someone who hasn't played rlcs before dead monster um oh i guess i guess rick's gg for a little bit the original rick's gg the yeah, uh okay. back when it was um <gasps> at first it was but, him jack and polar uh as the stormtroopers and then when but Jack the was picked up by Dignitas, I remember, you remember the stormtroopers, eh? Oh yeah, when they uh, when they won the what was it? Oh no, they they surprised people. I, I'm just I'm trying to remember. In uh, fusion, I think 
they had a really good result, if I'm correct. But uh, yeah, so they originally were the Stormtroopers. They got picked up by Rick G. And then when Jack left for Dignitas, I think they had Magnus. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end of the winter split, they went their own ways. But yeah, good for... to see him back on a good team. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and Fadeaway's back because Fadeaway's been gone for a while because uh, Tigray made those white demon uh, roster. So now they're back. Uh, yeah, so there, there's your update on the esports caught up August 24th. Look at that. We're, we're, uh, this was announced today. So good thing, uh, <laughs> we're not recording tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, a, a lot of great, uh, things there. Um, from here, I think maybe Ty, you could take it away if there's any rumors, any secrets, any, any scoops you got. This is, yeah, this is your chance to talk about it. Uh, and maybe get some of our takes because I know there's some not confirmed rosters or but like kind of pro projected rosters uh, appearing. So uh, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So to start from the top, I suppose um, if we're gonna look, uh, we can take a look at EU. There's uh, two two big ones. I'd say is uh, you've got Bluey uh, likely to be replacing Tho on Guild Esports and um for team liquid uh it seems like they're after their extensive search trying out <laughs> many many players it seems like they're going to be settling with flakes so i'm curious to hear your guys thoughts on those two i'm in i team Liquid, my new favorite team done <laughs> cursor any thoughts on flakes coming back i mean what took him so he's long a name. you know like he's a name he's a brand <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna bring a whole chunk of people back but his playstyle wasn't that. I, I kind of vibed with it. Like I understood it. But like I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think it's. He's cool and all. I like the content, but I think it's, a, it's just a little, little overhyped. It's like I'm back, mother truckers, and you're like, uh. But like you never really had the clout that like Kronobi had or anything. It's like, hey, welcome back. Calm down. He's, <laughs> I, I, I think his myth is greater than his actual stylistic differences. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, I actually think if you think about like his play style, it's it, okay. You're baffled. Fairy Peak does it better, is what I'm saying. <laughs> did, you say, did you say Fairy Peak is better? Is what I'm saying. Is that what you said? Flakes's play style. Yes, oh, so. at Flakes's play style. Okay, okay, I see. This is true. Um, I, I was trying to find in my mind the most equivalent. And I, I think that kind of works. Yeah, I yeah. can understand it. <laughs> it's it's a reach, but it's not that far, you know. Um, yeah. Well, for me, um, my take on on Flakes to Team Liquid is, um, to be honest, I think Flakes is beyond washed up. I think this is a horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible move, and it is going to absolutely kill Ronicky's career. Oh I, I'm here for it. I I will watch every single game. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? They have something that some other teams don't have—a storyline, a reason for me to watch. Absolutely, they are one to watch for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, as for Bluey to Guild, I think at the moment I would probably say some just a, a lateral move. But I think so these are all. So, so I'm just going to double check. These are all not confirmed. These are projected. Yeah, but not confirmed. But the yeah. rumor is should be happening <laughs> um yeah so i think uh bluey to guild is probably a lateral move at the at the moment but i think i think bluey has more potential than foe and probably plays a bit of a more normal play style um mm. so i think in the long run guild might start off a bit lower than they were while they build chemistry but i think they'll finish a bit stronger 
Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I can, I can definitely, definitely uh, see that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have any, anything more to that. Uh, continue on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we can move over to North America and there's, um, let's see, I think there's a lot, a lot to touch on, but I think uh, four, four main ones probably to talk about. Um, the rumor mill is pumping out the fact that it seems like Gyro and First Killer will be doing a straight swap from Rogue to Phase. So First Killer replacing Gyro on Phase, Gyro going to Rogue in his place. Um, I think this might. This just... I think for, for Phase, this could either really work or really, really not work. I think this, you know what this is this yeah. is phase going okay what is the biggest prospect in the game right now and we are you know Real Madrid or like Man City and we're just going to get that p- prospect you know it doesn't matter if it works or not with the team the hype is there <laughs> absolutely yeah i think um i don't know I, it's aj and first killer on the same team is absolutely going to be potentially the best duo in the game uh, my issue is I don't know if Lucian will be able to play supportive enough. I think he might just be left in the dust on this team, which could be an issue for their backline. Um, so come the second split or whatever, it'll have to be seen whether or not they uh, replace him or if they're doing good. Who knows? But I think Lucian will be a pretty major issue on this squad. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, it's fun. I, I do like these trades. If this is, if this is officially, go, if this goes through officially, I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. It'll be another story to watch. Um, I think first killer is a player that makes any team he's on better. The question is when you get to kind of that real top end, right? Like the top four, top two. It's it's so tough because like Rogue was good, like Rogue solidified themselves as a top four. So the question will be, you know, I, I'm sure Phase is is you know this is a very hyped up squad for Phase. Um, you know, is this is this like a monetary thing? You know, where where he's going? Um, I mean, to be fair, Phase Clan has its own brand, so I know a lot of people want to probably be on that team. So I totally get that. Um, but. They they over the course of the year really developed into that top four team, and so I'm I'm kind of hesitant to think that Phase is necessarily gonna right away be a top four team. Yeah, it's like I think I think First Killer would. Ha- Here's the thing with First Killer though: if he just performs at the top level, he can probably bring any team to that level. <laughs> yeah, kid's insane for sure. It, it's like it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Archie from from uh from last year in the in europe right where like top luke's i mean was definitely like a top eight team you know what i mean but like archie would just do stuff whereas like nah he's just gonna (laughs) carry his whole team on his back you know so i think first killer has a little bit of that vibe as well Mm -hmm. anything to add grosser uh in all honesty i'm kind of distracted by the acquisition of another team in the pro circuit i'm not gonna lie um, oh, well, what is that? What are you distracted by? Uh, team Axel R8. So there was a uh, very large 
tournament held <clears throat> by Beasley Media Group. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a really, really big multimedia-like company. Uh, they hosted this tournament, and the prize was if you win, you are now the starting roster for a team that is automatically put into the RLCS. Oh, so it's cool. hands down like the biggest prize Rocket League has ever. Like, there's, you can't really put a price on that. It's like if you win this tournament, you're a pro. That's that's the short and sweet of it. And well, what kind of RLCS is it? If it's RLCS that was last year, then well, <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. But um, what's nice to see is that uh, there's the, the players that got on, being Jbot, Tool, and Bambi have are all players most of us in North America are familiar with. These guys have been playing for a while, especially in the rival scene when that was still a thing. Um, and now we have a new team to look out for. I'm actually kind of curious. Uh, I know Ty's heard about this, what he thinks this team's going to do uh, come next season. Yeah. Um, I think out of uh, the um, the the teams that played in that tournament, I think it, it was definitely between them and Vibrant who um, uh, were the team they ended up against in the finals, uh, Game 7 OT, which they clutched up on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think uh, obviously, as you said, those guys have been around for a long time. Um, so getting a, an org like that behind them, hopefully they're uh, able to give them a lot of resources and, and really help put them uh, on the grind to to take it to that next step. I'm I'm really excited to see how they'll do come the next season. I, I love the idea of this, of like, get the contract for winning the tournament. Um, you know, like UFC, what was it? Like uh, UFC has those um, ultimate fighter things, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you know they they just th- their whole goal is just it's not to win the belt it's not to be the champions it's like get a contract so you can get paid Seriously. and make a livelihood off of this but no it's it's exciting to see I mean I don't know if the team will necessarily do well because I don't think these players are as experienced obviously um, to some extent but, uh, but but it's it's exciting because it's like I think they have a spotlight which not a lot of other you know upper echelon bubble teams would have that's true. That's very, very true. I can agree to that. There'll be a focus on them. They're, they'll have a story with them, and it's like, oh, are, like you know, maybe they're completely start blowing out some of these top teams, and you're like, wow, look at this. Or <laughs> it's like, did they, you know, were they not able to live up to the hype? I think there'll be a lot of good, good things from that. I like when there's so many interesting kind of little stories happening all throughout the league. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But to, uh, <laughs> I wanted, I also wanted to take the moment to pat myself on the back. Because you kind of you set me up for it earlier, but I, I missed I missed I was I was ready, no but worries. I but I missed the execution. You were talking about dignitas, and yeah. I remember talking back in episode one sixteen. It was our first episode on together, the three of us talking about esports and the direction where it was going before the championship happened this year. Uh, it happened. We saw a professional team, a really well known org, pick up three ones players. And that's the team now. Like that is that's what's happening. One's players are just taking over the three scene. It's happening. So I think in the short and skip up, even need... though you hate it, play ones, guys. Play ones. <laughs> oh yeah. I think you need three ones players for this to work. Yeah. I think one of because I think when you have like ones player one ones player on a threes team, it completely messes everything up. Mm-hmm. But if everyone's kind of on the same page, it can be. It's, you know, it, it's tough, right? Because there's some all these play like Scorpio. It's kind of tough as well because, like, yes, he's a once player, but like he's played threes for so long as well. 
You know what I mean? Off the world championship his first season, just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, of course, of course. No, 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 but but I there, there I think there's a certain point that like if you haven't played ones for a long time, it's like, are you still necessarily of the same mindset? Mm. I mean, to be fair to the other players, they haven't been playing ones as much either because they're all pro players. Mm. Um, except, yeah, except for Abjack. I, I mean, Abjack was literally number one of ones the whole, like the almost the entirety of yeah, last yeah, season. Yeah. <laughs> Also, to also be fair to Jory, is he did re- win the most recent 1v1 tournament. That's so. facts, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. no, no. Yes, so, if I'm no. not mistaken, right? It was a serious-ass match. Like, that was yeah. insane. I think it was best Ocalid of seven. Is, Ocalid is definitely, for me... I don't know, I... I, so I, I, I please so bring in the Middle East. We're so tired of waiting. Please. I just love the way Ocalid plays. But, no, because I think that was the point. Is like I don't think Scrubbler has had those ones results mm-hmm. uh, as recently as Jory's and apparently Jack, right? Yeah. Um, the game has definitely changed a little bit since since he was King Kahuna. <laughs> it's all practice, though. I it think all doesn't. Move. The yeah. thing about one v one though is it that that skill set doesn't really go away just because you stop playing. Mm-hmm. You won't be as polished in one v one specifically, right? But you're yeah. still you're not going to lose those lessons that you learned from grinding the game mode. I believe he just tweeted about it the other day too. He's like eleven thousand hours of like blood, sweat, and tears, and I finally learned the secret to winning Rocket League. Hit the ball in the opponent's net. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It's so so true. But I don't know. We're we're kind of starting to see a lot of those players matriculate up, though, right? Like this team being a good example of that. Uh, being the uh, the Axel R eight guys. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Jbot was doing show matches on Johnny Boy's channel, and there was there was Tool. I thought Tool did one as well. I guess I was mistaken. But nonetheless, it's it's happening. Whether we want it to or not, it's happening. Go play more ones. You want to be a better player? Play more ones. Maybe you get picked up by a team. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, okay, let's continue on here. Uh, any any final big things from the rumor mill that are sticking out to you here, Ty? Final big things from the rumor mill? Um, looks like we may be getting um, almost a team org swap between ghost and the sonics um it's just it, switch the labels <laughs> <laughs> almost yeah um it looks like uh shock and roll Diz from the sonics will be transferring to ghost gaming to play with lion blaze who's already on ghost gaming um while the sonics will be retaining t and picking up andy from the charlotte phoenix and zps from pittsburgh knights hmm. i mean listen Andy, having been on the Charlotte Phoenix, is now my new favorite player. So, it's like, uh, um, you're my new favorite pa- player by association. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, uh, I think this is big. I, I think, I think as much as all these transfers are happening, I think it's really cool to see like kind of ten defined orgs in each of the regions, right? That have some pretty notable esport or like they've kind of made a name for themselves in this past year so regardless of what the format is um it's really cool to see all these top players kind of fitting in into these different rosters as we as we jockey as we prepare for uh the next rlcs season yeah mm-hmm. for sure um okay i think i think that's probably where uh we'll kind of phase it out today um thank you so much uh tice Wiggles and cursor for being on um I'm going to quickly thank the patrons again. I showed you guys a minute show, but thank the patrons again. Um, and I think for ourselves, this group, I'm definitely looking forward to when 
the official RLCS is announced. Oh, I do have something week. to say about that, actually. <gasps> Ooh, okay, more sneaky things. Little, yes, little, little, uh, little bit of sneaky things Spill at the tea. end of the... Uh, I've been hearing a little stuff behind the scenes, and I saw something okay. on Twitter from Corelli that might have backed it up. Um, Leaf was talking about his bad sleep schedule, um, and Corelli said, well, you got to get that time, or you got to get that fixed by the time we're back at work. And he said September 31st at the latest, which does coincide with some stuff I've been hearing behind the scenes that RLCS will be returning around October. Hmm. So take that as you will, because that is what I know and what I've seen. Uh, so wait, um, okay. I, I'm definitely uh, what's it called? Um, uh, making a bigger deal of this than it's supposed to be. <laughs> I'm clickbaiting the title. Okay. Um, but, uh, okay. Ty has scoop RLCS potentially October start. There you go. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty exciting. It's good to good to know. Um, I think Galaler also said it in his Discord. I could be wrong. Oh, you got you got if you got listen. What's journalism? If you have two two sources, it must be true. True. Or you can you can run it. It's not necessarily. <laughs> I don't think Lawler can, can really be taken as a source because he doesn't work for them anymore. True. So I think he's just using a source as well. But well, you know, whatever. Hey, well, listen. It's still part of the rumor. That's all good. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so in this episode (laughs) unreal engine 5 and rlcs new season start time leaked (laughs) Uh, lots lots of lots of clickbait potential titles i can give it Um, (laughs) but uh no it's exciting it's good um i've been okay with having a break i know there's a lot of rlcs i know ty has definitely been missing rlcs i've been okay with having a little bit of break from it's gonna hype me up especially as the new season starts and they reveal a format um but yeah that's exciting good to get to kind of know roughly when that esports season is going to start all right i think i think i think we can uh, roll out here eh? beauty uh and cursor maybe i'll give you the backward you got any homework for our listeners for for the week oh snap like Ooh, all right this feels obvious i, I, I feel like this layup. is obvious <laughs> gotta do the layup play more ones play more ones get Play more ones. Play more ones. Like le- le- learn to take responsibility for your own mistakes in game. Play more ones, and, and actually enjoy yourself when you go and play team modes in Rocket League, because we all know you're going to. You just it's it's like sugar. You just can't get away from it. You love it so much. <laughs> uh, Tide, what's the obvious one? Was that the obvious oh, that one? was yeah. He talked about playing one so much. I was like, I know what he's gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> wow, amazing, amazing. Both of you on the same wave. Like it's it's a good sign. All right, from myself, from Ty, from Cursor, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode, and we'll see you next week for a special guest. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Me too.